tell you what the alien agenda is. It's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six, to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. The whole blood drinking ceremony of the satanic world. Wall Street, the Illuminati. Children are being killed for their bone marrow. The end of the world as we know it. This one world government, this one world economy. America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. Come on, come on, to the depths of our imagination. You may not like what you find, but after all, it's our mind. seem less real to people. Terrorist attacks feel inescapable. Fears about unrelenting migration mount as people continue to flee violence and deprivation in their homelands. In the wake of these, of these understandable fears, we've seen a series, of, a, series, a series of alarming responses. And the impulse is to hunker down, shut the gates, build walls, exit at this moment is precisely the wrong answer. This is a moment to lead boldly and recommit ourselves to common principles which remain essential to any, to my nation and to all liberal democracies all over the world. But the greatest threat on this front springs from the distinct illiberal and external actors who equate their success with fracturing the liberal international order. This movement is principally led by Russia. Under President Putin, Russia is working with every tool available to them to, one, whittle away at the edges of the European project, test the fault lines among Western nations, and return to a politics defined by spheres of influence. And the single greatest bulwark for our transatlantic partnership is the unshakable commitment of the United States to all of our NATO allies. It is a sacred obligation we have embraced that an attack on one is an attack on all. That can never be placed in question. Yes, sir. Welcome to Apocalypse Live. It is Saturday, the 14th of November. And I'm going to do a quick hour here and lay out what we are dealing with. Now, what I mean is, of course, Joe Biden, the apparent 
election victor when yet they're pulling, you know, five, six, seven states out of his win for recounts. Um, they've taken away 200. There's 210 electoral points, <clears throat> I believe, still up in the air. And uh, Biden's still walking around like the victor. He's still on stage uh, celebrating with Harris. And it's a disturbing time period we're in. But why I'm really here today, why I'm doing this, is to talk more about something I've been <clears throat> talking about in the past couple of podcasts, couple of weeks, and that's that's what the play is at hand. It isn't just about the election. It isn't just about, you know, oh, Biden's the winner. We're all pissed. It isn't that simple. It's not that black and white. So what it is is Joe Biden was going to be installed, not elected, installed. By whom? By foreign powers. I mean, this is something that we faced in the past. This isn't a new concept, but now that Trump supporters are pulling this voter fraud card, it's all of a sudden a big deal. You know, you guys should just let it go. Imagine if Obama didn't, you know, concede. Because here's, here's the thing. The reason why Obama conceded was because Obama lost. Trump hasn't conceded yet because there's so much fraud. And they came out saying that this has been the most tightly locked down and secure election. I watched a clip of somebody saying that this morning. And we all can see the video proof that there's fraud. And if you can prove it to not be fraud, I'm all ears. But what we're seeing is an immense amount of video proof that there's some shady stuff going on. Whether it be ballot counters, people showing up with boxes of ballots that nobody knows where they came from, 6,000, 6,000 all for Biden in different states. So... What we got to talk about is coming from the top, right? We got to talk about what's happening here. Now, last week I, I did kind of a read, a kind of a, more of an educational uh, podcast about the Rockefeller Group and the Great Reset out of Davos, Switzerland, which is the play. This has been the play for, and I, I'm going to say globalism and globalist a lot in this podcast and I got to be clear about something. It is not, this is real globalism. Globalism is a real thing. This isn't just a conspiracy about a global power, even though that's exactly what it is. But what I'm getting at is globalism is a concept that people like Joe Biden, uh, these, these Democrats, I'll say Democrats because it's been a pattern with Democrats, but they all support you know, globalism. So within our own country, we've had these massive tech companies grow from the ground up. You know, nobody saw it turning into this something bigger than government, almost something with more pull, more power. And in my opinion, election meddling for you to point fingers at Russia is kind of bizarre. And what Biden is talking about in that, that opening clip I played is 
And it didn't play the part where he says a new world order, which is kind of weird. That's the part I was looking for, but whatever. What he's afraid of is losing this global liberalism because that's what it's founded on. It's not real liberalism. It's not real progressive uh, thought. It's all a cover. It's a play. Nothing, again, I've said it before. Nothing is random. Everything is a trickle down from these massive families that rule the globe. The globe. And it's not like, oh, it's an evil enemy, like a Bond film. No, it's... <laughs> of course there's three or four big, massive groups that run the world. They've been inbreeding for centuries. You know, it came out and it didn't really get much coverage or get talked about or denied. But it came out about Ellen DeGeneres once her little, uh, what I call being a bitch scandal came out. That's, <laughs> that's the information that everybody was getting about her was that she's a Rockefeller. Or, yeah. That or a Rothschild, I don't remember. Because all these groups have been inbreeding for centuries in order to keep themselves a big percentage of our population. So what we have is these big groups that that fund everything. They, they, They tip the dominoes. So for example, we have 9-11. 9-11 is a, is a push for us to go to war in the Middle East. Now, I know a lot of people don't, you know, they don't agree with the reasons why we went to the Middle East, and neither do I. And neither does Trump. And the reason that I bring that up is because it's, it, I'm not saying, I'm not one of those guys, you know, we did 9-11, this was an inside job. But what I will say is that some of the high-ups in our country, including George Bush Jr. and his entire administration, who are globalists, though being Republican, I do not, they are a helpful hand in all this. They were continuing the start of, of Bill Clinton, which was a continuation of Bush Jr., or sorry, Bush Sr., talking about a new world order. They've said it on TV, and that's the thing that's really interesting to me is that they've they've said the words a new world order but then when you break it down and say this is the new world order everybody points at you conspiracy conspiracy and it's just simply not true but they're banking on you guys only thinking at it thinking about it as a conspiracy because immediately that discredits you so these big families right I, again last week i went all over the uh rockefeller group because i had i had to do research on them you know, I was watching live footage from the most recent Rockefeller meeting, or the Bilderberg Group, who was the most recent Bilderberg meeting, and this was news coverage. And the guy covering it didn't even know what the Bilderberg Group was, and he had been in media for two decades. But at this Bilderberg meeting, you had 140 CEOs of massive companies. You had a former head of the CIA attending and the massive CEO heads from all over the globe meeting at this one place that's supposed to be secretive. So what is it that you think they're meeting about? So going back to the 9-11 example, they do things that just move pieces around, right? They play 3D chess. So you set up an attack on the United States 
because you know it'll result in us going to war in the Middle East. Okay, they've done this on ample occasions. They literally sit in a room and decide who's going to go to war. And then, of course, that trickle-down effect, by the time it hits, you know, gen pop, regular society, we assume that it's just the way things are. We go, oh, well, they must have attacked us. I guess we're going to go to war, you know, hoorah, hoorah. But it, it, nothing is that random. It's all calculated. Even if it ends up being a random uh, result, it's always calculated. Now, they've been... Now, let's talk about these big groups. They've been calculating a way to globally, for lack of better terminology, take control of starting with weaker societies, right? So it begins with collapsing our third world, right? It's all based on eugenics. It's all based on depopulating. Why I'm always hammering at the Bill Gates angle, because Bill Gates and Fauci, Fauci funds this lab in Wuhan that creates chimera viruses through bats, different coronavirus strains. This is all on on record. So that's Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the one standing right next to the president through all of COVID, lying, setting up Trump to look like an idiot. You know, Fauci says the masks don't work initially. So Trump follows his lead and tells everybody, don't fear. You know, don't you, let, let fear being an engine stop you from living your life. Don't wear your mask. They don't work. All of a sudden, Fauci switches hardcore to everyone must wear masks. And then everyone's like, well, look at Trump saying you don't have to wear a mask. What an idiot. You see the games that they're playing here? Now, whether or not you like Trump, if you don't understand that there's a sinister thing at play here, you have to look deeper. Look deeper than the election. If you're still sitting around waiting on election results, <clears throat> it's time you accept what happened. Now, as for you know the legal process of of, of of election fraud, let the let the system work. And if Trump still loses, I'm sure he'll concede. Problem is, Trump knows what's going on. Trump's been preparing for voter fraud. He's watermarked ballots. It's called a sting operation. He watermarks all these ballots that are legal. That way, when he calls for recounts on these states, they're going to recount all by hand, and they're going to see what's legit and what's fraud, which is what's happening in North Carolina. They just officially gave North Carolina's electoral points, all 15, to Trump. As of yesterday, even though as of like four or five days ago, they had already officially counted it for Trump. So there is fraud, there is stuff going on, but what happens after this, say Joe Biden stays in office? Let's talk about what we're fighting. Okay, we're fighting a manufactured virus that was funded by Anthony Fauci. Now, the, the specifics of his funding were, again, different strains of coronavirus stemming from bats. Okay, they enhanced it as a weapon, right? It's called gain-of-function. That's what he was funding. Gain-of-function research in coronaviruses. It doesn't get any more specific than that. So you, he creates this man-made, always, uh, always transferring, always, you know, now they've got two new strains. I mean, it's never going to stop. 
That was the point with gain-of-function research is the virus will never go away. Now, pair that with, of course, Bill Gates's mRNA vaccines he's trying to roll out and forcefully inoculate everybody with, which is nanotech that's going to be micro-needled into your arm as a tattoo acting as a barcode. And what that's going to do is that's going to attach itself to your DNA, hence mRNA, which means altering DNA. And what that'll do, well, I don't know what that'll do, but I can tell you what it probably will do, which is make it to where you always test positive for COVID. They're going to scan your arm, or you haven't had your vaccines. You'll get your vaccines. You'll always test positive for COVID. We'll always have to stay locked down. (coughs) It's happening in, you know, I talked already about it last week about New Zealand and Australia under the most immense lockdown. They are under full martial law lockdown. So is the UK. So, (laughs) I mean, Australia and New Zealand, I mean, they can't leave their house without being arrested, thrown into a van. They get taken away. What I'm talking about here, or what I'm going to get into is going to be the future of what they're calling a fourth industrialization. So we're going to enter an era, if we're not already, that's just high-tech, all AI-ran, dystopian future where, and this is directly from their material, where you'll have no possessions, everything you want, everything you need, you'll get it rented to you for as long as you'd like. Okay, you're not going to leave to go get it. Nobody's going to bring it to you. You'll have an Amazon drone drop it off at your house. And then, of course, you're, you're still, meanwhile, you're still locked in your house based off of fear alone. Just based off of fear and, and COVID cases. Now, the death rates have been plummeting. I mean, you have a higher percentage of of getting hit by a train than you do getting COVID or I'm sorry, dying from COVID. It's all a game and it's a game set up by specific groups. And you got one group creates this virus, funds this lab, China releases this virus, which is why none of almost none of China gets, has a problem with this virus. It's just the rest of the world. So then forces the entire globe to shut down Okay, supply chains start breaking off. The third world is dying off. Again, I played ample clips of Bill Gates talking about depopulation. That's his number one goal, is depopulating the earth to fix our carbon footprint. I played his TED Talk uh, two weeks ago, and he just lays it out for you. He also previously in a TED Talk laid out our biggest, uh, the biggest problem Trump will face will be a deadly virus. Fauci said the same thing a month before he goes into office. And this all got shadowed by, or overshadowed by election drama in 2016 and all this Russia bullshit. But they tell you he's going to deal with a virus. I mean, it can't get more, more laid out than that. So they release this virus, boom, shuts the world down. You know, Bill Gates is smiling on TV about how Supply chains are breaking down. There's 3 million people starving at biblical proportions. All the third world is breaking down. Then you got Australia, New Zealand, who's being forced down, forced lockdown. And then you got Biden saying, we're going to have a lockdown 2.0. 
they want to keep us all locked down. So what happens when they keep us locked down? Well, you got groups from Davos, which is just a, a public, I guess a public face for these big groups. It's a public face for the Bilderberg group, the Rothschild, and they're taking advantage of the situation to enable a global reset. Now, I've spoke about this Great Reset ample times, but we're going to break down. i got to keep hammering at this because this is what happens next. This is what people have been telling you that, that, that is coming. So you're going to have everything, everything product-wise monopulated, Mono- <laughs> uh, monopolized. I'm half retarded. It's going to be monopolized. So you're going to have all these businesses break down, close, supply chain. You can't get this. You got a chain shortage. And then, meanwhile, Bezos doubling his net well or his net worth, and everything will be delivered through Amazon. Everybody has to operate through Zoom. Like you see how this works. They're going to break down, starve the third world, force us to comply based off of fear. And then they're going to have us. So let me play this quick clip. You know what time it is. It's clip time. Uh, Where is it? Here it is. Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, Klaus Schwab is the world's leading globalist, in my opinion. He's the one from the WEF, the World Economic Forum, that you're going to hear in this clip. Check this out. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity, which of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course physical, it's nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And those three dimensions provide the particular force to this revolution. So what the World Economic Forum is doing is to promote uh, this public-private cooperation to master the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution will have uh, multifold impacts. Of course, every industry will be digitalized, will be disintermediated, and has to define a new business model. But it's not only business which is affected, it's government which has to move over to agile government, it is society as a whole with the danger of uh, job losses, but also with the need to reskill and upskill people uh, fast. Uh, so there's an impact on society, 
So uh, we will have to prepare very well for this revolution and I feel that the Asian countries with a relatively young population uh, can manage and master this revolution easier compared to other countries in the world. What is particularly important is the educational system. Uh, we have to change the educational system, which is still very much anchored. Even in the 19th century, uh, we have to adapt it to the need to change continuously, for example, jobs. So the new educational system has not only been aiming at uh, developing digital capabilities, and I should add ethical norms, but it also has to be based on a lifelong educational system. There you have it. If you could understand a word that dude was saying. So this guy from the World Economic Forum, he's basically going to lay out for you that, again, Taking, taking advantage of all this. They want to merge us into a futuristic you know, world where you'll have things like a medical passport, right? Digital, digital passport, digital currency, a digital social credit score where you may or may not be allowed on a plane because of your political views, which once all this happens, once this global reset is established what happens to the patriots and the, the capitalists, the nationalists. What do you think is going to happen? You'll be enslaved. You'll be put in camps. You'll be ruled as a COVID patient. They're going to take you away and you won't be seen again. Now, he also talked about, you know, smart cities, meaning global AI. All right, global AI that will put all the cities on a grid Okay, he wants to reform the government. The government's going to be replaced by this big tech machine. All right, that's inevitable. Now, the next clip, I'm, I'm going to play one more clip, and then I'm going to break it down and get out of here. But the future of jobs, this is a video from the, economic, or the World Economic Forum for 2025. I'm just going to play a clip of it. And here it is. COVID-19 is one of the biggest crises of our time. It has impacted every single one of us, shaken our social systems, and disrupted every sector of our economies. The automation of work combined with the global recession led workers to lose their jobs at an accelerated pace compared to previous years. And this trend is expected to continue. The ongoing shift in the division of labor between humans, machines, and algorithms might displace 85 million jobs worldwide in the next five years, while 97 million new roles, ones that are more adapted to this new task distribution, may emerge. By 2025, companies expect to displace roughly 6% of their total workforce. One in two workers will need reskilling and those remaining in their current roles will need to update 40% of their skill set to adapt to the changing labor market. There is a way to collectively benefit from these challenging times. Decades of research have shown that the most valuable asset of any economy or company is its human capital. 
Around the globe, companies are already experiencing a shortage in relevant skills for future roles and are investing in reskilling and upskilling their workforce. By 2025, organizations say they will train over 70% of their employees to ensure they can smoothly transition into the jobs of tomorrow. These include DevOps engineers, artificial intelligence specialists, digital marketing managers, talent acquisition specialists, and customer success specialists. It will take on average between two weeks and five months for workers to pick up new skills, allowing them to move into these new roles. But data shows they won't need to have the perfect skill set to start transitioning. While two thirds of employers expect to get a return on investment in employees reskilling programs within just one year, governments will also need to step in to update and fund education and training systems and to ensure displaced workers have adequate safety nets. With purposeful leadership. So that's what I wanted to talk about was you heard right then it was governments need to step in and help fund and, and restructure education. So what they've talked about doing, and Trump fired Mark Esper recently, and I, I believe it was because he said that we're not going to be reach. you know, they, they set up these re-education programs. And these re-education programs, which I'll tell you what that could be a precursor of here in a sec, but it's to basically teach that America's bad, white people are bad, you know, all the Black Lives Matter shit. I mean, they're just cramming that in these these young, impressionable, most likely liberal-minded students. And Trump said, no, not doing that. They did it anyways. Trump fires them. It's that simple. He said, we're not going to teach people that America is poor and their values. We're not going to teach people that white people are evil. So then... I talked about what would what would happen to us. Where would that leave patriots and you know people for freedom who don't want to live under a dystopian global government? Well, again, talking about like COVID camps, uh, which everybody find hard to understand. But I mean, mainstream media outlets have been talking about this for months. You know, the Washington Post applauded the force of isolation camps and other countries and wondering why the U.S. hasn't used this. So <laughs> you want to put us in camps, re-educate, re-teach, you know, fuck jobs. You want to teach us how to code, how to, how to design your AI until what? You've been compiling our data. China's been compiling our data through our cell phones. Everything you say, everything you do, you know, you bring in Alexa into your house. You bring all these, you know, Google Home whatever, all these smart AI objects, which is what they are, into your home, it keeps up with what you Google. It keeps up with every aspect. And what do you think they're doing with that? I mean, they're making us obsolete. Now, what I mean is, if they know what you look at, if they know what you want, what you desire, and what you need, if they know what you're interested in, they know what you look at and when. Guess what they don't need? They don't need the you part. You're obsolete. They'll force us to stay locked down. They know exactly what we're going to order, what we're going to want, what we're going to consume. They're going to have it shipped to us with a drone. 
And these drones, by the way, there's an interesting... Uh, I can't pull it up right now, but there's an interesting part of Revelation talking about, you know, fire flying and, you know, flying uh, locusts and that attack you and things like that. It, that We're living in Revelation and those are going to be drones. Those will be drones. These drones that are going to be dropping off packages to you, these are the same drones that we got footage of from, from China, which was fake doctored footage, but with a real drone where somebody was coming out of their home without a mask in uh, quarantine hours, and this drone approached their uh, them as they were walking out, and this voice came out of the drone, you go back into your house, some real RoboCop stuff. But that's a small example of where we'll be. Okay, these drones are going to be flying all around, dropping packages off. What happens, what are they going to do to the people that you think they won't be able to take care of people who want to, you know, disobey COVID laws? See, we're in, Re- we're in Revelation, but you're, you're imagining Revelation as this fiery, you know, end of the Bible, this fiery last chapter. But see, it's all going to happen, but just not the way we thought it happened, right? It's all medical. It's all a medical tyranny. Can't leave without your medical passport that says you don't have COVID, yet everybody has COVID. So what is the play? It's a global it's a global takedown, a global collapse of all of the uh, nation's dollars, switching everything to fiat currency, which then creates fake money, creating bigger debt mar- margins that will never be taken care of. So who's who's at play to win here? The big banks, the big groups, the Rockefeller groups, those guys. That's people pulling the strings, creating a global shutdown. I talked about George Soros last week, which I'm, t- I'm sure people are tired of hearing about him, but his, his MO is, again, betting against the dollar of a nation when playing a big hand and collapsing it and then walking away a billionaire while a country collapses. And this has already been done. He's already done this in ample places. This is a tactic used all throughout history. And the newest tactic used to get control of higher up officials is blackmail, right? Obviously with the Hunter Biden stuff and, you know, the 10% being paid to the big man we know is Joe Biden. I think that the globalists are scared because there's a big awakening happening in the country right now where people are seeing this information. They're seeing these groups who are setting up this dystopian post-apocalyptic future and nobody can unsee that. Nobody can unhear these things. So now you hear about these big groups who pull strings and control all these wars and all these conflicts for their own personal gain. You know, Black Lives Matter. Let me tell you something about Black Lives Matter. Nobody's life matters unless you make it matter. This whole Black Lives Matter slogan, it, it makes me sick. It's disgusting. You're anti-America because we're systemically, what, racist? 
It's because you don't understand the big picture. You're too dumb to understand the big picture. And when people try to tell you, when you say white people are shitty and then a smart white person, because yeah, there's a lot of shitty white people. There's also a lot of white people. You're 13% of our population. Everyone else is pretty much white. So statistically, yeah, there's some shitheads. But that's how bought out you are. They've convinced you that 13% of our population is under this mass tyranny of systematic racism, which is asinine. Everybody has rights. You're playing the victim card because they're giving it to you. Instead of turning the other cheek, working harder, proving what you supposedly believe we're about to be wrong, you just you take their hand out. You take their hand out every chance you get, and that's going to be the downfall of you and Black Lives Matter. It didn't have to go this way. But what do you think Black Lives Matter even is? It's a, fu- it's a multi-million funded by big white groups <laughs> like George Soros. They fund these groups to riot and burn down the cities, causing civil war, basically. I mean, these people rioting and looting, they're really, really lucky that patriot militia groups have not shown up and fought back. Which is coming. That's on, the, that's on the plans. Not for me. But I know people who do know people doing this. They're organizing and getting ready to fight for the republic. Now the election, again, I'm moving on. I'll fight for the republic, but I'm moving on because there's a higher threat at play here. You know, Joe Biden's already, he's already talking to other nation leaders about imp- implementing lockdown policies like is that even legal beats me we got an active president and you're talking to foreign leaders already and governors about implementing your covid lockdown and then of course he picks a cabinet member who was a it who worked for both obama's administration and al gore's campaign administration it's just so it's so transparent So what do we have? We got a global reset that no Americans seem to see as an issue, it seems like. Nobody's pointing it out and going, hey, look at this. We've proven that they falsified numbers, but yet it all gets banned off Facebook. We've proven that these Black Lives Matter numbers are false about how many black people are being innocently killed. Let me make that clear. Innocently killed. But the water's been muddied so bad by the media that now black people leave their homes assuming they're going to be shot at. And to whose fault? Definitely the media. Oh, you need to quit blaming the media. Well, you guys need to quit lying about everything and hiding everything. It's pathetic. This is why independent news media have more views and streams than your fucking national TV show. It's, it's sad that Cuomo sits up there on CNN still talking about how Trump needs to man up and leave office. You got uh, Brennan on there with Cuomo saying, well, the best thing to do is for Pence to, you know, talk about the 25th Amendment and get Trump removed out of office. So he's telling the vice president that he needs to have the Trump removed because he's unfit 
which is ridiculous. You got Pelosi talking about the 20th Amendment. Brennan talking about the 25th Amendment. They're, they're going to get him out of there one way or another. And it's going to get ugly because there's a lot, millions of Americans ready to fight for that man. Not for Trump, but for what Trump stands for, which is an American republic that's been operating for a long time. Successfully. But all of a sudden, nationalism is bad. They've pushed this idea that nationalism is a racist concept because it's so close to white nationalism. So close. It's so easy for them to add that word in there and just twist it all around. No, nationalism is being proud of your nation, being patriotic. We have a nation of, set up on capitalism that literally provides you a path to be wealthy if you want to take it. But there's a large population that doesn't want to work and take what's theirs. Instead, they want to wait for somebody to hand it to them. I talk to people all the time. Uh, youth, uh, young black people, I talk to them, and I hear it all the time. Well, they're going to hand, you know, I was talking about EBT and food stamps, and they were like, I'll always use that. Well, why? Why wouldn't you want to work for what's yours? And they go, oh, well, if they're going to give us free food, we're going to take it. That's the Democratic Party giving you free food. Now, enticing you to vote for them because you're going to get free handouts. But free handouts isn't how the world works. Countries collapse off free handouts. But see, what they want, and this, is, this plays into the global reset here, what their goal is, with, you know, I said no, nobody having any possessions. If you want something, it's going to be rented to you, dropped off by a drone. So it's, it's this universal basic income idea that they're taking to a grand scale. Everybody gets the same allotted amount of money. So if you follow the rules, if you follow the COVID rules and the societal rules they're trying to develop, you'll be allotted a money card. And on it, everybody will get this, everybody who gets it will get the same amount of money. So it isn't, it won't be an economy anymore. That's not what that is. And that's really the point is making all the different world economies or national national economies obsolete. So you collapse everything, buy it all up, monopolize all the product, and then you run everything. You already run medical the medical field now because everything's COVID, COVID, COVID. But then, you know, you got real numbers coming out that, oh, hydrochloroquine works. Banned. Oh, well... Look at these numbers. They got all these numbers wrong. Banned. They've taken control of information. They've taken, in my opinion, taken control of politics, taken control of our presidency. And I'm not in denial that Trump could lose. That's not the problem here. I'm not a conservative who just assumed, you know, Trump lost. This has got to be fake. This has got to be fraudulent. No, I'm not, I'm not stupid and naive. It's not that simple. It's also more naive to pretend like there's not ample video of voter fraud. So in my opinion, this election's been stolen already. And Trump is busy trying to fight it back. Meanwhile, they're already implicating all this shit. Or sorry, implementing all this shit. All these lockdown policies. Because what's left, right? Biden, Biden becomes president in January. And then implements this second lockdown. Which, by the way... 
that'll set almost the entire world on lockdown. Once they get us, they've got everybody. The only person left to fight would be Russia. And who knows what they'll do. So we've got a global lockdown. But that isn't the, that isn't the initial problem, though. The initial problem, because see, this, this global lockdown that they've, they've uh, manufactured, it, this was a test run, okay? Especially in America, this was a test run for how much we'll comply. You roll out this virus, scare everybody into masks and stay in their house. Now, America, they did it for a while. We stayed indoors for a while, but then we started coming out and going, eh, I'm going to work. Like, we're, I'm gonna, I had to pay bills. The stimulus helped, but I got to go to work. We got to keep operating. This is a free, this is a free market. It's not how this works. You're going to collapse the country. Everybody knows that, which is why I don't believe that that many people voted Biden into office. He's, you know, never did anything to stop these riots and burning of businesses. Kamala Harris supports it. All the other Democrats support it. All the people pulling strings for Biden. They all support burning businesses. And, you know, they all say, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you know, this isn't going to stop. They threatened us. So, no, I don't believe that many people voted for fucking Biden. He can barely talk. And you're going to tell me he got a record number of votes over Trump? Get out of here. Trump's full of energy in his 70s, doing 15 rallies in three days, working to create peace in the Middle East, industrialize the Middle East with hotels, create them a good economy. He's trying to actually help out the world. But yet, he's a problem because he's racist and he's mean. But, hey, here we are. So now we have to focus on what's next, right? And there will be another lockdown. Not another American lockdown. I mean another global lockdown. I mean, Gates has already told us there's going to be another virus. You know, it's going to pair with the flu and it's going to require another lockdown. This was a test. And what we're going to do is they're going to lock us down as hard as they can for a few years. And then, once they've seen how far they can go... That's when they release the real bioweaponry. That's when they really lock us down. Because the second time this happens in the next couple year span, we've already halfway done it for them. It's going to be easy for them to put the cap on it. Now you guys are locked down permanently. Right now they're just seeing what they can do. They're using Australia and New Zealand as a rollout test field because they're all unarmed. You know, the UK, they'll move to Canada and they'll figure it out how to finish it here. And why? It's not because we're going to give them freedom. I'm sorry, it's not that they're going to take our freedom. We're going to give it to them. We're going to give it to them. All these people at the very top, even again, even if you're not religious, I've talked about this, they operate under a satanic regime that originated from ancient Rome. In ancient Rome, I think that they reached out to their higher frequency and they found you know communication with an entity hence satan and it's been controlling them and it's trickled all the way to now it's the same thing same things i'm not going to get into that you can go out and read text about ancient rome what happened to the science program from the nazis you know it just disappears yeah you know paperclip well we took all their scientists it's like well then what then what we just got cooler, fancy, fast-speaking scientists now? 
a lot of things we missed through that period. Ancient Rome came here to New York from the city of York in Rome. We now have the Empire State. It's, it's just a joke. So it's all carried down till now. All these teachings paired with Maoist, you know, Maoist training in China, which is now Xi Jinping, which is the same training, same communist training. They're trying to take over the world. They finally found a way to do it through medical, you know, medical shutdowns. This is very, very calculated. You know, you create a virus, force the world to shut down, collapse the third world, create massive starvation and, and death, hence depopulating percentage of the world. That's first step. That isn't, we depopulate and now we can move on. So there's been predictions of what could happen in the year 2025, and it's a update on population growth and, and financial growth. And you look, and all these other nations are like doubled in population size. And then you look at the Americas, specifically the United States, our population's literally cut in half. Now, why would that be? How would that, how would in 2025 our population get cut so far down? Well, you look at what's happening now, and we have, again, create a virus, lock down the globe, okay, monopolize product, give it as you please, equally, to all the slaves. Then you got Bill Gates, when everybody's looking for a way out, Bill Gates shows up with these mRNA vaccines, puts the barcode on you, you got RNA uh, vaccine pairing with your cells, permanently changing your DNA, all being put on this global system, and for what? Going back to Satan and the satanic practices that happen up top with these elites who I believe do communicate with these entities. And what, what would be the point of putting us all into this global system where everything is tracked, everything is traced. You know, we got our DNA is being altered now. We're giving ourselves to Satan without knowing it. Period. Normalizing pedophilia, making it okay to, to look at little kids, and they're normalizing everything. They've normalized, you know, giving gay rights was awesome, but they knew what would come of that. What came of it was LGBTQ, which is just a mess. Just a mess. And I see people all the time, you know, girls, purple hair and cut marks on their arm who are like, I believe that everyone should be what they want to be. If they want to be a man or a woman or both. It's disgusting and weird. But there's a lot of weird people out there. So they gave them an outlet to, to take a stand with gay people. Normalizing everything abnormal creating an entire Sodom and Gomorrah world of porn orgies like it it's so much but like it's so calculated and all the pieces just fall into place especially with covid now this again this lockdown all of this Australia New Zealand that's going to be the layout for the world that's the plan for the world 
Now, I talked about the fiat currency. You know, it's afforded them immense economic control, power. You know, in 2008, it just showed like how, how usury fraud can collapse. Okay, you got this great reset, you know, responding to this pandemic, quote, saving lives. But it, it's not about saving lives. It's transition, right? The World Economic Forum, like I played a little bit ago, it's just a big transition, okay, built upon sustainable development goals, you know, cutting the carbon footprint, and it's all part of the Agenda 2030 from the UN. I talked about that last week. You know, it's founded all upon the generational eugenist ideology. You know, Bill Gates, Bill Gates Sr., Rockefellers, all these eugenicists creating this global government system. And it's all based off of a technocracy, big tech. I told you they're going to rule the world. This technocracy, um, it sounds fun. Everybody thinks that technology is going to be fun, but it's just not. It's not. It's going to take over, you know, these cameras that are going to be on every street, uh, running heat signatures, separate cameras running, uh, monitoring social distancing so that when they see you not social distancing or not, you know, having the right temperature, they're going to come take you, throw you in a van, take you to what they call a COVID facility where you'll never be seen again. So let's, let's, let's talk about these emergency measures, right? Telling the public all these things that they're doing would be temporary. You know, further behavior modification is used to force people to comply with a lengthening list of totalitarian regulations. I can never say that word. Totalitarian. Okay, so the objective here was to what? To move people towards passively accepting a dictatorship of surveillance that will be what they call the new normal. It appears to people, I think, uh, frightening, but again, with somebody like Bill Gates as the face, but while he, you know, used all his money and wealth, you know, to just seize control of the entire public and all of its health policy, you know, this is just a front man for the Rockefeller empire. So there's, there's no, I, I said last week too, there's zero evidence that COVID-19 can transfer through, you know, cash and stuff like that. But yet they're trying to emphasize on a cashless society. But for what? So that we can transfer to a digital currency, which can be completely controlled by those above us. You won't have cash in your walls. You'll have only the cash that they allowed you to have. So what about, you know, immunity passport and vaccine certificates? Because that's common. You know, it's going to be used to control all the freedom of movement. You know, the right to work, access services. I talked about it last week as well. You know, Bill Gates said, eventually, 
We will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently and when we have a vaccine, who has received it. So if you don't take Bill Gates' vaccine, you can't travel. If you don't have your certif- or digital certificate, you can't travel. You can't leave. So I don't know about you, but that seems like a digital health COVID martial law. And that's what I'll call it. Okay, COVID martial law. So we got we got more to get to get at here, but I really just wanted to revisit that great reset and kind of re rehash what I'd already talked about for those who, you know, last week kind of read or listened to me read and was like, what the fuck is all this? Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. We're in the middle of of a global initiative that everyone's been telling you about for decades. All right, there's been books, white paper, documents posted. You know, they told you, I told you about Project Lockstep last week, and that's what was the name of this plan on their website for the Rockefeller Group. They tell you, like, in the event of a pandemic... We can use that to reset the globe, tax carbon, which is the road we're going down, taxing carbon, which, in my opinion, will lead to taxing things like oxygen, water. You know, they create these massive uh, windmill systems that they want to do with this Green Deal. Are they going to control airflow? Meaning they have control of air? Meaning they can convince our public that you're using filtered air at all times and that you have to pay a tax for services? I mean, it's on its way. That's a kind of crazy theory, but ultimately, why are we that far off from it? They're trying to tax everything and keep us all globally locked down. That way they can continue leading and running the world without any of us resisting. And we can't let that happen. We just can't let that happen. That's, that's been today's hour. I'm, I'm not going to do a two-hour, but obviously uh, this is kind of a bonus show. Uh, Monday I'll still be doing my normal two-hour podcast and uh, about what I'm not 100% sure yet. Probably not about this. But I hope that you look up this global reset and you take a break from the election drama and look a little further into what might be going on. Look a little further into who's pulling strings, who's putting who where. Look at who's Trump. Look at who Trump is trying to fire. Look at, pay attention to who they are. Anyways. Thanks for uh, listening. Obviously, yeah, I don't know what you're listening on, but you can get the podcast on Apple, Sp- or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and my host site, Red Circle. You can get full episodes. You can get clips on YouTube from the shows and potentially a full show here and there. Depends. But yeah, 
Follow my Instagram page. It's Apocalypse Live. And, of course, Apocalypse Live on YouTube. And that's it because big tech doesn't allow real information to surface. I am no longer allowed on Twitter permanently. So that's fun. It's kind of like being in, you know, on the cool list, right? My cool kid list. Banned. But anyways, I think that's all. Uh, I don't have anything else to really announce or talk about. Still uh, ongoing election drama that I'm sure I'll recap on uh, next, or sorry, this coming week's show. But yeah, that's it. I'm out. I appreciate you listening. It's Apocalypse Live. Uh, Comment, share, and uh, give me your feedback. And give me topics. Give me new things to talk about. If there's something thought-provoking that you want me to talk about, uh, please let me know. I'd love to take a deep dive on something random. But I'm out of here, folks. Have a good one. I'll see you Monday.